It's part three, the final part in the first of two programmes that deal with the executions of four anti-treaty prisoners, Rory O'Connor, Liam Mellows, Joe McKelvey and Dick Barrett from Ballinine and West Cork on December 8th, 1922, as Ireland was in the midst of a civil war. The executions were in reprisal for the shooting dead of Sean Hales TD and the wounding of fellow TD Padraig O'Malley by anti-treaty soldiers in Dublin the previous day. Having fought together during the War of Independence, Sean Hales and Dick Barrett found themselves on opposite sides. In fact, it was Sean Hales who introduced and encouraged Dick Barrett to join the Irish Republican Brotherhood. Michael O'Mahony is Dick Barrett's grandnephew, and he says that his granduncle was showing signs of republicanism even before 1916 because he's on record before then having replaced some of the English texts and the school books with Irish sentiment and aspiration. And he's also on record in 1915 as having organised a concert in Lockervilla. And his party piece at that concert was Emmett's speech from the dock, which according to the Skibbering Eagle was enthusiastically received and that he held the audience in the palm of his hand. That's how they quoted it. So that was before 1916. So he certainly had native colours to the mass at, at that time. Yeah, and of course, being in Grands and being in, in Upton, he was really in the hub of the War of Independence here in Cork. He was indeed, of course. When he came to when he came to Upton then, he got very, very involved in the GA and in all things Gaelic, all things national. He was secretary of the GA club in Nockavilla. He was the leading holder and footballer on the both teams. They were then competing at the highest level in West Cork. And he was also the club referee. And he was also uh, organising a camogie team in the area at that time. And it should be said as well that he had a very good mentor there in Sean McCarthy, who was later president of the GAA, who was an Upton man, after whom the McCarthy stand-in park was named. And both men were very involved in all things Gaelic and national at that time and retained that friendship uh, throughout the, while, while Dick lived. So that, I think that was an, an instrumental part in his life in guiding him in, in that direction. And then, of course, he became uh, he, 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 the Attention of this man was drawn to the Hales brothers and the MDC and the others who were involved in the revolution. And um, it was Sean Hales actually who visited the school in Grand on a number of occasions and who convinced Dick to become a member of the Irish Republican Brotherhood, the IRB, as it is more commonly known. So um, it is, you know, it is sad to reflect that it was Sean Hales who introduced Dick Barrett into the IRB and into the revolutionary movement and how linked they were in life through friendship and, and uh, um, involvement and then how tragic they became linked in death afterwards. Yeah, I was saying that to Mike Russell yesterday that one of the many sad aspects of this is that during the War of Independence you had men and women shoulder to shoulder, ready to die for their colleagues, fighting shoulder to shoulder. And then just a few short months later, it was a case of brother against brother. And that's very sad and tragic. Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's beyond tragic. It's beyond, beyond comprehension. And, you know, how wounds were healed and how families healed again um, took a while. But, it's, you know, I, I suppose there were a number of things probably contributed towards that. You know, we know that in, in Kerry, for example, the GAA is credited with having played a major role in uniting the, the people of both sides because they were playing football together on teams and actually playing inter-county football. So I suppose the same thing maybe happened in West Cork and in other places. And again, in rural life, People were dependent on their neighbours, you know, for the mail, for the trashings and for the flax and things like that. And, you know, I suppose politics and opinions were put aside and life got on. And then uh, as time progressed, people intermarried from poor anti-treaty side. You know, life goes on and while the tragedy isn't forgotten, it certainly becomes more manageable as time progresses.
Speaking in the Doyle while tarnished back in November of 2011, Leo Varadkar stated that people who were murdered or executed without trial by the Common Gael government were murdered. That is my view, he stated. While Taoiseach, Michal Martin said that the executions were manifestly illegal and they damaged the standing of the new state. Likewise, he said, the murder of Sean Hales was manifestly wrong and promoted no positive cause. Author of the radio play, The Case Currently at Hand, is Mike Russell from Clonakilty. So, does he believe that an apology may be forthcoming from the government in the case of the killing of Sean Hales and the execution of the four anti-treaty prisoners? Or would it in turn open a floodgate for many more apologies? I think an apology will happen. It may happen soon. It may happen in five or ten years. It might might happen in 50 years. But I think an apology will happen at some stage. My feeling on an apology is that there's, there's probably a couple of ways of looking at it. You can look at it as you know, something that happens between two different sides, uh, which is the conventional way of looking at it. And in that case, you have a problem. The problem is if, say, the government apologised for Dick Barris, who apologises for Sean Hills? And, you know, who apologises for Michael Collins or Liam Lynch or, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, So there is a problem with that. I have a kind of a different feeling. I suppose it's, it's something that is in the play as well. The, the character, Dixon, he kind of leaves a piece of himself on the battlefield. And at the end of the play, Margaret sends him to go and find himself, basically. She says he must go back home. I think we've got to go and find that piece that we left on the battlefield. And the pieces that are on the battlefield are, are the pieces. When you find the other piece, the person that you are battling against but the division is still there and it's still sensitive. But if you look at it from the point of view of we're two parts of the one thing, you know, and that we need to become whole again, it's not so much of a compromise if you make a gesture, whether that's an apology or whether it's some other form of gesture. It's, it's something that helps both parties rather than just one. You mentioned Dixon there and you mentioned Margaret. And for people who are not familiar with these characters, can you just talk me through the play? Because it opens with Dick Barrett and the letter, his final letter. Yeah, after Dick Barrett was woken up on, on the morning of the 8th of December and told of what was about to happen, that he was about to be executed, he spent his time writing letters to his comrades and uh, letters home. So the start of the play is just a few lines from the letter that he sent to his family, basically to his mother and father. So we have that. Uh, there's about four or five lines there. And then we go into, we kind of jump forward about three or four years and uh, we go into um, law office somewhere in Dublin and the the proposition is of the play is that this legal firm has been asked to give advice to the government um, who may feel that they are open to prosecution for the executions. I believe that that advice was actually sought. However, I don't know who who gave us, but um, we have some fictitious characters. The three characters that you meet in the play are not real characters, but they argue the case and hopefully argue it accurately. We have one man coming from one side, one man coming from another side, and then we have Margaret, who seems to be somewhat of a referee, but she also has her own character arc and she has her own wound, and um, that kind of gets shown towards the end of the uh, the end of the play. The radio play, the case currently in hand, continues on where the road takes me next week. My thanks to all who took part in and helped the production of Same. Mike Russell and Michael O'Mahony will rejoin us next week and we'll also have some different input to the executions and the civil war overall. But until then, from myself, John Green, have a wonderful and a safe week. 
Goodbye for now. 